This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Forever Bristol City podcast. Joining me for our In Conversation piece today is none other than former manager Alan Dix. Only two managers in the history of the club have taken City to the pinnacle of English football. One was Harry Thicket, who got us there in 1906, which was for a five-season stay and included a highest ever runners-up position and that FA Cup final. The other is Alan Dix, who became manager in 1967 at the relatively young age of 33. Alan achieved his goal of promotion to the top flight in his ninth season in charge, a time frame that these days would surely never happen. I first met him when, as a 13-year-old schoolboy in November 69, I was doing a project on football and a friend's dad had fixed it for me to interview Alan before a home game. If I recall correctly, it was against Blackpool and we won 2-1. Earlier this month, over 52 years later, a very sprightly 87-year-old Alan allowed me to quiz him again on his time at City, which ended over 40 years ago. I began by asking him how he took his first steps in management, courtesy of Jimmy Hill. Association, so, and I was working at schools going to public. Suddenly I got a call from Jimmy Hill. He said, Alan? I said, yeah. He says, Alan Bix? I said, yeah. I said, who's that? He said, Jimmy Hill. I said, oh. What do I owe this honour? You know, just sort of laughed because he was, he said, well, I've taken over, I've gone to Coventry. I said, yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, I was 62, sorry. That gives another four years. Yeah. Uh, I'm 28, 29. Um, so I said, well, what do you want me to do? He said, come and be assistant manager and do what? He said, coach mainly and back me up on the other side of things when I'm short. So he said, come and see me. I says, okay. I said, where? He says, when I'm getting married at the hotel in Piccadilly, he said, come and have lunch with me at the wedding. <laughs> and my wife said, do you mean to say he's invited you to do anything you never met, met us? You never met him? I said. Played against him, I bet. Yeah, yeah. So I said, yeah. So I went and we chatted. He says, so he wanted just to talk to me. and It's like eyeballing someone. Yeah. If you yeah. do it. There's, there's always an expression comes on someone's face if 
you ask a question, he's either not looking at you or he's looking at you. The next kind of recognizable factor of what's happening without words is the expression or the body language. Mm. And the body language speaks louder than the voice sometimes, and not always. And so, yeah, I was there and I said, yeah, I'd be interested. I said, uh, I've got uh, three children, I think, Mandy, Michelle, Melanie, yeah, uh, three children, and I need a house with at least three bedrooms. Mm. Uh, da, 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 da. I said, well, come up. So he came, I came up and I, I said, oh, that's right, no, he, I, so I ended up going to the wedding and that's when we decided, he took me to Rome quickly, I said, yeah, I, I, I like meeting you and I think you'll be great and we can work together. So I said, okay, that's, and we did. We had a great third to second, second to first yeah. within five years. And uh, it was uh, a great experience. You know? And you took them to promotion twice. And then yeah. and then did Bristol City come to no, no, Jimmy no. Hill and say, no, can we have Jimmy, him? Or Jimmy, Jimmy heard said, that Fred, Fred Alan, had gone? I've, uh, I've recommended you to Derek Robbins then. Uh, chairman. The chairman. And he said he doesn't uh, feel you've got enough experience. I said, okay. He said, but I've talked to Bristol City because uh, Fred Ford has just been released. Mm. So I rang them and they're interested in talking to him. Would you go down? I said, sure. And I went down and you don't know if you've got the job to, for a few days. No. Call. And you met Harry? I did, yeah. And how did you find Harry first well, time? Well, like all strong businessmen and I met a few, you know, having spoken to Lord Montgomery at Portsmouth, yeah. President of the, the man who was so famous for Al Alamein, and where was it? And the famous station somewhere there along the yeah, yeah. So I met Ian Wilson and he spoke uh, film stars when I was at Chelsea. I met especially Addenborough, Richard, the, the actor uh, Addenborough. Richard Amber, yeah. We, we had a drink. We just, he says, come on, I've got a little together. And one night I went to a place where he was holding out. And so anyway, I've met a lot of people with kind of a, uh, what's a, a public recognition. Yeah. Know, and that was what, what, what it was. And you can't, uh, but when you see, when you see everything like that, uh, and Montgomery was funny because that was a funny little story. George Smith was manager, big ex-sergeant major. Mm. So Jimmy walked, uh, came out to me, says, Alan, come with me. I said, what's wrong? He said, come and meet Lord Montgomery. I said, is it? So, so, oh. so we walked in and uh, Jimmy walked in and said, excuse me, sir. He said, you know, this is Alan Dix, my assistant manager. And I shook hands with him and said, pleasure to see you, sir. Boom. Uh, and because uh, now I, I'm looking at more of the old films, what, what did in Montgomery, what yeah. Hitler shouldn't have done, but he did. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. All the rest of it. And uh, that was uh, the, the thing. And then George suddenly says, and they, we beat them 2-0. And Montgomery turned around to Smith when Smith just about walked in after me. Mr. He said, uh, Mr. Manager, how can you let so many goals in? Your defence? And he said, sir, you could call up a thousand artillery guns. I can't do that. <laughs> Always remember him saying that. Yeah. And Montgomery took, look, look, you know, went, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, you were recommended to Harry and you met him. Yeah, and right. an Harry, Harry and uh, the, the, well, you, the, you know, you know, in that, those days, 
not bakers and candlestick makers, as they say, but well, Harry was a big businessman, a big businessman, a very successful one, and mm. uh, he 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 was he was in the authority there. I think he had everyone one's respect, but also he dominated the, the situation. Mm. So I went in and just said what well, they asked questions. I can't even remember now, but. Uh, you said the right thing. It must have done, yeah. Do you know who else was on the short list at the time with the benefit of hindsight? No. Because you were quite inexperienced to no, get the I job. Was, I was. Well, put it this way. I wasn't, I was, I wasn't experienced in managing. No. Assistant manager, I did yep. a lot of things, but always with a recognition that I spoke to Jimmy and said, well, shall we go X, Y, Z, or mm. which way would you like to go? So I, I, I realised he was, the, 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 he what he said when. Yeah. He had that kind of domineering yeah. situation or the respect that you've got to get. Yeah. Because you don't, without respect of the ball, the players, uh, you, you can't, you're not, you can't you're move fail. forward very far. And his brief to you was it keep us in the second division, as it was called then? Yeah. Or he said, keep us up, but I want first division football. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, well, he, he just said we need to improve everything within the club, and, which was, I mean, no disrespect to the players they had there, but they, they were getting older and, and some of them didn't have the thing we spoke about, pace over the ground and pace in the mind. Mm. <laughs> Jimmy always said, quick brain, quick feet, that's what we are yeah. we're looking for. Yeah. And... Uh, I looked it up. The first player you signed, and obviously one of the first, because the second one you signed was really good. You signed Ken Wimshurst, so I guess because he was quite cultured. Did you get him for his brains and yeah, see uh, a younger yeah. you there? Because he became your coach as well for a yeah, period as yeah, well, didn't right. he? Well, and so did John Sillett, of course. Snoz, yeah. And uh, yeah, Ken was my first one, but he was he had a, a, a bit of that confidence that you need on the field. His, mm. no, his passing was good. He wasn't the quickest. He wasn't. No. And he wasn't a, 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 a destructive tackler or anything like that. Mm. He was he, he was a good footballer. Yeah. Uh, then, I, I mean... Uh, well, the next one, John Galley, wasn't it? I mean... Well, John was... Signed there. him when he was in... His ankle was in plaster, oh, wasn't sorry. it? <laughs> that was a funny story. I'd gone to, to Tommy and said... Tommy Dock. Tommy Dock. Robin. And said, Tommy... I'll give you 15,000 for John Galley. Yeah. He said, that's very nice of you, but I want 20. <laughs> I said, I'll go back to the board and tell you. So I never did go back to the board. I was, I used to just leave it until I got a final question. Just say, if I got the money right, then I'd go to the board and say, we've got to play X. And yeah. they'd either said, yeah or no. I mean, I, I didn't do the whole thing without the board going. So I went, I went back and said, okay, I'll give you 20. He said, no, we've got to go 22. Uh, then he says, I did it again. He went to 25. I said, Tom, I'm finished. I can't keep going back to the board of directors, which I hadn't been back to at this stage. <laughs> so I said, 25. So then I went back. He said, no, and I think we need some more. I said, I did use some bad language. I told him what he could do. Can't bleep it out. <laughs> and uh, he said, oh, 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 all right. And so we got him. And then For 20. Was it 22? 27 and a half. 27 and a half, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And so the funny point was, he said, oh, by the way, what's that? He said, he's in plaster. He was in a leg plaster. Yeah. For, for Achilles tendon problems. Yeah. I said, oh, 
dear me, why didn't you tell me? So I said, okay, I'll bring you back if the directors agree with me that we take him. And so I, what I went back to was the doctor. I said, look, I've been trying to buy a player. He's in a plaster for Achilles tendon. Yeah. And the doctor said, so what? That, that sounds good to me. You, you did, you, what was the word they used? You stop it moving. You immobilize it. You immobilize so he can improve. So I said, okay, oh, good. So I bought him, not without telling the doctor. So I went on to a board meeting. <laughs> oh, this, it was funny. This would make it a great. So I walked in. Okay, Dix, did you get Gally? I said, yeah. So he's playing at home. We're playing at home somewhere. Because the next game, we, yeah. he scored a hat-trick up at Huddersfield. When he eventually played, yeah. yeah so uh, I said, so, so he, he's playing, that would be good. I said, no, he's not playing. I said, what's that? He said, he's in plaster. <laughs> and you could hear kind of any... Pin drop. He could hear anything that dropped it, but the pin drop is correct. And uh, like when I was walking out, he, he, he said, he's bought a blip <laughs> player. <laughs> Who's in? Pasta and can't play, and we spent 27 and a half pounds. And that was quite a lot of money back then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It was only because I did that. We were chasing at uh, Coventry at one stage. We, we got uh, the guy from Peterborough at the end, Hudson. And um, so we got him. And of course, the best thing happened there, which not many people do, especially away from home. Yeah, he went up and scored three goals on his debut up there. Long time ago, long time ago. So he did well for you. Another player that you signed and didn't stay very long, but he features in your all-time eleven, which I'll quote out of a book. Was Bobby Kellard? Yeah, he was a good, aggressive. You know, you you need that aggression somewhere. Like Norman, Norman was famous for it. Norman, yeah. Jerry Gow grew on the Bristol City public. Yeah. As the number one probably player of the club through that period. Oh, 100%. And uh, Bobby brought that first because he was tenacious. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can't say cheat. That's because, but I would like to say he didn't cheat, but he used everything to tr- get to gamesmanship. Uh, gamesmanship. gamesmanship <laughs> that's the word I mean. So uh, he came with that aggression and could play. Yeah. And, uh, the reason I got him, because I knew him so well, I, he came to South End when I was playing there as a young guy from the area. And he used to clean my boots every week. And I knew, I you know, you used to give him half a crown or something yeah. like that in those days. I mean, the kids today would throw away probably. <laughs> but when you're earning kind of, I think we were, might have been 17 when I first went there. Because the, the average wage went up 8, 6, 10, 8, 12, yeah. 10, 14-something, 17-something, 20. Because you got paid in the off, got paid less in the close season, yeah, didn't you? Got, yeah, just for keeping so Bobby, So Bobby, so you knew him and he did he did a good... Oh, yeah, he could play. And then he got a few problems with uh, some of the things he uh, got. He, anyway, the, 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 he don't need to go into that. But he, we then... Transferred him. I don't know if he went, went to, to Leicester. Leicester. Very, Leicester. yeah. And he took he took Leicester because that summer that he left, because I think he did two seasons for you. That summer that he left, you also lost uh, Chris Garland as well. And I can remember again, God, it's fifty years ago. But Harry Donald was on radio, whatever the sports radio was at the BBC, because it was a big transfer of Chris Garland going. 
And he said, if we can get to the first division with him, we can get to it without him, which seemed a bit of a curious logic. Yeah. But but losing Chris, I guess it was to did it pay for the Dolman stand in part? <laughs> but very much so. It's uh well, in fairness to Harry, he, he was looking at the club, all, which all businessmen he does. He wasn't yeah. just football minded. He was a football supporter. Yeah. Very much so. And he puts his money where his mouth was. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, I can always see him. He used to take out cigarette packets at Harry and write, do his calculations for the stand. He must have done it two or three times. When we were so like spiring, we sold spiring. Peter Spiring went to Liverpool, didn't he? Yeah, it was funny because Tony Collins had found out he says, Alan, he pays no more than 50 grand, but he doesn't mind paying 50 for any player coming up or anybody. Yeah, so he said, Alan, not interested in Peter Spiring. I said, Oh, yeah, uh, this is Bill Shankly's. Bill, yeah, I said, Okay, Bill, I said, uh, We were, I said, I don't need 50,000 because I don't know. He said, all right, I'll pay you 50000 <laughs> Good bit of business. Good bit of business. But that season, even though you lost, uh, well, two key players at the start of it, Bobby and Chris, got to the semi-final against Tottenham in the League Cup. Oh, I know, we were unlucky there. Oh, hey, I mean, it was nil. It was 1-1 at Ashton Gate. Yeah. Uh, who scored for a skirton? He's in your subs bench for the... Yeah, yeah. Alan. Alan Gilzine scored. We took him to extra time up there, didn't we? That's right, yeah. And Jerry Sharp, before extra, before the actual time grow, must have missed the back post when he slid into a ball that's going across the face of the goal. The pace is beating everyone. And he must have missed it by two or three inches. And he touched it and he went outside yeah. instead of inside because he never, if he'd have got a bit more closer, he could have got it. Have gone in. And we'd have won it. A bit like Alan Walsh 18 years later against Forrest because he had a shot that spun along the line and just needed touching across, as people remember that. Sadly, Jerry, though, less than less than a month after, he had that horrible, horrible leg break. Yeah, and was he one. was a good player, wasn't well, he? Ron, Gre- Ron Greenwood came down. I know he was seeing his daughter live at Nelsie. He said, you know what? They all say I'm looking at Garland. He said, people have seen me and say, you was it looking at Garland? You're taking Garland, you know, as all f- supporters have a kind of link. If you're at the match, they can talk to you in a football language, yeah. which they have a feel they've got a right to. Sometimes they don't, but they, when they use bad language. And uh, Ron says, no, he said, he says, yeah, Jerry Sharp can play. Because mm. he scored seven goals up to Christmas. Mm. And that's not bad from the left wing. And he used to work that flank. Mm. And that was the reason, because he got he caught the Middlesbrough midfield player. Eric McMorley. Eric McMorley, correct. Over by the Dolman stand. Over yeah, the front. That was horrible. Right. Bang, yeah, you can hear it. And he came over the top of it. It's mm. terrible. Because what happened, Jerry got back and nicked the ball off him again. It was right down. It was... Bottom corner yeah. on the edge of the box. That's right. In, a, in our half. The, yeah, yeah. Jerry got all the way mm. back and he came in. Bang. Bang. Oh. And when I walked in and saw the person, Les Barzi had the room and I said, Les, lock, lock the door. Don't let anyone come in. He said, why? I said, don't want to see players see things like that. That's, no. So it was, it was a bad one. It was like that. It was mm. out, out, out. And he never, he never did play again, did Jerry? Well, the other famous one, of course, is Cheesley. That was. Oh, we'll that, come on to that in a minute. That um, was two of it. Um, you were 
I remember 71, 72 season, 72, 73, you were starting to get on what you would call the fringe of the playoffs. Yeah. Would it be true to say that the closest you ever came to getting the sack was 73, 74 and the Leeds Cup run against Liverpool, Leeds and Liverpool, that sort of saved you? Because that season we dipped a bit, didn't we? we, we that, <laughs> that, that was right. In fact, uh, the, the whole thing about that was, I, I think Harry had had a board meeting and they were thinking of getting rid of me and things like that. And they left it and he'd gone away. So he left it. And of course, we went to Harlem one. Yeah. Went to Hereford and one. Yeah. Jeff Merrick scored a goal yeah, yeah. on a wet, miserable day. And then we were off to Leeds. Home to Leeds, yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, it uh, was, I got not just something. Yeah, Leeds, that's it. I told Ernie Hunt, I said, Ernie, when, he, when we lost it, just drop back to the halfway line and stand there and stop the right back. Who was it? He used Paul to, Reaney? Reaney used to come down the line. and Or Maidley. No, Reaney or Maidley. Anyway, the right back, and I can't remember this name now. I'm not the best for names. So I said, just make sure he doesn't get into our half and cause problems. Yeah. And so, um, when you go, so if you haven't got the energy, just, just release it to keep us in possession. So uh, he said, okay. And he did a good job with that. And then, of course, Keith Thier went down the right, crossed it, and Don Gillis knocked the cross. Oh, the, the, the winning game at Leeds. Yeah, because yeah, the, the game at Ashton Gate was good as well, though, because yeah. Keith Thier scored a cracking. Keith Thier was a bit of an enigmatic player back then, wasn't he? I mean, he's very skillful, but very skillful. but what you would call a luxury player. Yeah, yeah? you're right. I got rid of him. To, he went to Exeter or Plymouth. I mm. can't remember now. One, I think he moved south somewhere. Anyway... Uh, yeah, so the Leeds game was a, a you know, what I was, what was, I was going to say something there, we were a bit crude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it was, I think, yeah, if we'd have lost it, we'd have, you know, because we'd been losing games. Yeah. And, uh, but you got Liverpool in the next round. Did Shankly really put his head round the door in the oh, dressing yeah, room? He yeah, in and I could. I was the players all said, oh, Bill Shirley. So he went right around. And I thought the bug was looking to see what kind of size he's trying to get some feel for the team. So uh, so I said to one player, I said, Why did you talk to him like that voice? Oh, that's Bill Shankley. Da, 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 da. And I said, Yeah, but we're playing him the next game. Yeah. And he, I, he's, he was trying to suss us out yeah, <laughs> without yeah. movement. Yeah. Anyway, it was they all, we all laughed. The, the Liverpool game, the sixth round, it was. I know it was only one nil to them, and it was one of those games that you think, "Damn it, they they didn't beat us by much, did they that day?" And it was a lucky goal. If I say lucky, because they won a possession on the halfway line, broke down the left, and then that was it. Bang, one nil. Saying that, that's what's happening to Coventry. Uh, Coventry, Bristol City. Bristol City. City. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we lose. Once you play midfield square balls and they get cut out. You lose two men because yeah. the ball goes straight through to a forward player. Yeah. And you've lost two men or one man because you've got one. Mm. So, uh, anyway, we were out. But 74, 75, you were getting the team together that was obviously going to achieve the ultimate. It was coming together. And I remember 74, 75 over Easter. I went to Southampton on a good Friday, beat Southampton 1 0. 
but Norwich had had that day off. So you played within 24 hours and they were fresh. And that was critical that game, wasn't it? Because they beat you 1-0 and then drew against Rovers, we did. And that was the critical time that probably cost us promotion that year. Yeah, what do you think? Well, I, I, I'm not, in fairness, okay with the results like you. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 I've got to try and dig my brain up and say what, yeah. happened, what happened. But I remember Norwich, yeah, yeah they... And I take your word for it. All. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, the whole thing about everything is, you know, having that confidence of what wins give you, what your yeah. positions. It, and we were moving up the. We obviously moved up the yeah. ranks, and uh, I always remember people say to me years later when I I rang someone and said I want to pick your brains. I was talking, thinking of moving somewhere. I knew this guy. Who was it? I think. Uh, The old Coventry manager. Who was the Coventry manager when we drew? Jimmy. No. No. He was director. Of course. Used to play for Liverpool. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Both got brain fade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. It, I, I. I was speaking to to him, and uh, I've got to pick up what I was talking about now. We're talking about the the uh, you said about Norwich yeah, and you. You, the, the promotion team was starting to formulate, and I, I, I remembered some results of that Easter because that was critical. Yeah, but you, the, the team was coming together by then. Yeah, sure. It? Yeah. And did you? And then that season, though, you did do the double over Man United. And Bob Thompson told me I was chatting to him on Saturday, saying I was meeting you today, and he said Tommy Doherty said you were the worst team to ever come to Old Trafford and win, <laughs> and that you were. Weren't too impressed with that comment. No, I chased him down the, down the <laughs> I chased him down the hallway, and the players come saw me, and he, he slammed the door and shut it. And I tried to open it; it was locked. And uh, so I, I just banged on it a couple of times. And my players came in and grabbed me and took me. Down. They took you back to the dressing room, did they? That was good. And I remember again. I didn't see. Just that. let me finish that yeah. story. Go on. So I go up after the match, and I was in the ballroom and. Uh, Matt Busby said, like some champagne, Alan, or yeah. drip? I said, no, I'll have a tea. So anyway, then we, we were staying a bit longer and a bit longer. And the director says, oh, when are we going, Alan? I said, just a minute. I, then Tommy walked in. <laughs> and I put him up against the wall. <laughs> I said, boop, boop, boop. I won't say what I said. But, uh, <laughs> I said and I turned around to the driver and said, we can go now. <laughs> so you had your piece. Oh, yeah, I said, I looked him straight in the eye and told him what I thought of him. Yeah. Anyway, the following season was the year. Uh, thankfully, Harry was alive to, to see yeah, us he came back promoted. from Barbados, didn't he? And, and uh, you know, you had, well, the side that everybody uh, knows... How true was it back in the early part of 76, four, three months before we got promoted, that Richie and Merrick nearly went to Arsenal? There was an alleged bid. Oh, there was time. definitely, on 250,000. Gained a lot of money. A lot of money. So I kept it quiet for a few weeks, but they came out, obviously. Because uh, like everyone, you've got people in the world of the newspapers that you can use if you want information to get out. Or if you're interested in players, there was several ways you could make the information available to the player. Uh, you know, you weren't supposed to do it. You know, you, you couldn't talk to a contracted player. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, 
but you hung on to them. I hung on to them and they didn't know about it, to be honest. I never spoke to the players about it at all. So, uh, yeah, then it came out and they'd say, did you have an offer? I said, yeah, well, I said, you know, we we can do that later. That If they value that now, let us still go up if we get promoted to the first division, mm. which we did. Yeah, and you got there. And so, Clive Whitehead's goal that night against Portsmouth. Well, we got it early and we went into a nervous breakdown practically. Yeah, uh, which is understandable too. You think if we lose yeah. this, we can't, you know we won't go. Third minute, it was scored down the open end, it's cracking right. goal as well. Wasn't what it? it was, and uh, and then you had to play Notts County on the Saturday, and it would be true to say because we lost it, but true to say they probably were oh, well, a little bit the worse for wear. Oh, they were, <laughs> especially the Scotch boys when they got together. Yeah, uh, nicely, not but no, not badly, but they they would they would have a few. Glasses of wine, or yeah. more likely scotch and beer or something. Yeah. But no, but you you let. I mean, they they all all the uh, situations now. I says the, the the kind of culture, the English culture of drinking beer, and, mm. but you you let them go because they were part of that culture. Yeah. As soon as they had success, yeah, in a game, they would go to get together, and I couldn't care less as long yeah. as they looked after themselves properly. I mean, sadly, we got Ray Cashley, who had a glass put in his yeah, face. Yeah, I know. And then we had uh, the, the famous thing. Boss, can you drop us off somewhere? I said, where do you want to go? Platform one. Oh, that was the place, wasn't it, in those days? So I took, we used to come down the bus, down Black Boy and White yeah. Ladies Road. And pull up outside. Pull outside and drop them off. Yeah. That didn't worry me either, I mean, because... Uh, because they know, had a spirit and they played yeah, and they gave you a hundred percent. You know, you know, you've got to think about the the length of a season, forty-two games, mm. and it's never easy. Yeah. And these days, it's. I mean, I wouldn't have stayed thirteen years if it was these days no. because we, I was down the bottom of the league three or four years on a trot. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, anyway, summer of seventy-six. Didn't splash the cash as a lot of clubs do when they get to the top level. Maybe there wasn't a lot of cash to splash. So you started pretty much with the team that you'd finish the season with. And I was there that day at Highbury. What a day. How did it feel walking into the marble halls at Highbury with the team that you'd taken to promotion to the top division for the first time in 65 years? Well, it was... The, the ultimate feelings, really, in the game, that you've now reached the top. And cut a long story short now, is the result was unbelievable. Yeah. And not only the result, but we could have been, had two or three. Yeah, it, you didn't fluke it that day. It was a tremendous all-round performance. Yeah. He, and he dominated that oh. whole thing. And I'm sure, in a nice way now, or not, not, I mean, I'm not trying to say it, he makes it all the time, but I'm sure Shorten says, God, he's good in the air. I've got to just shake him up a bit and make himself. Yeah, so he yeah. came out and he never came out beyond his six yard box generally, no. Shilton, but he came out of that stage and, and clattered him. And clattered him. On the- and of course, they fell awkwardly. And then sadly, it was Crucius Ligmanson, which in those days was career was unrepa- yeah. unrepairable. Yeah. But these days, I mean, it's correct. incredible how you go from the ecstasy on the Saturday and by quarter to eight on the Tuesday. The man, do you think Paul would have gone on to play for England? Yeah, yeah. Well, put it this way. Uh, we were going up, well, I think it was at Sunderland, uh, playing at Sunderland uh, the weekend uh, coming up. 
And Don Revy rang and said, Alan, I, I want to give you young player Paul Cheesley a chance. Da, 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 da. I said, Don, don't do that. We're going for promotion and I want him to play. He says, I understand that and I won't. But we're playing at a later date. And of course, a later date sadly didn't, didn't, didn't happen. Didn't happen for him. First player you went out and bought was a legend, Norman Hunter. Well, that was Tony, did a great job from Sarah. Said, Tony Collins. He said, Alan, Norman has asked me to find out if any clubs want, want him. He's, he's unsatisfied with what's going on. And so I said, yeah, I would take him. And he got round to Tony, Tony saying, well, he's prepared to talk to you. So, okay. I said, when? I said, let's make it now and not later. So I went up to the hotel didn't uh, and told the hotel here who had a hotel up there. I said, "Can you ask them not to mention my name at all anywhere?" Yeah. And I got him in the dressing room, not dressing room, in my hotel room. And he walked in. He said, "And I was there, so I said, okay, fine." So I said, "Okay, what do you want?" He said, "Pardon." <laughs> <laughs> you don't generally get that offer when you're doing dealing with a contractor. I said, "What do you want that make you come to Bristol City?" Yeah, and we, we talked and I, we, we mentioned loads of figures and at the end he said I'll come down and see the place and make a decision when I come down and he said yeah and he did and he did great and a selfless act of Jeff to go to the left back booth because well, Jeff yeah. had to move there and that was taking Brian Drysdale's place because Brian was a good little player but probably not first division standard. No, he so wasn't. Jeff yeah. had to move and he still made a good job of that didn't he yeah it's, uh, it was like an eel once you we, I wanted that what, confident, confident player. I'm not saying Jeff's not confident. No. Player in this, but I wanted that aggressive player at the back. And uh, with Collier, it was a great, it was mm. a great combination. Yeah. No. Well, Peter Cormack, you signed in that autumn as well. Yeah. What was he? What did he give but, you? That well, was... he gave us the experience. He played first division football, and I wanted we mm. wanted players to play first. We had. Mm. No one who played first division football when we went up. And uh, that is something, you know, these days they're all talking about whether you, some of the clubs at the top don't buy the mm. right players. But signing a, a player like Norman, and not only that, he led the team. Mm. And he let you know if you were doing No, he was a great, he was a great. One little practice thing he used to do. I remember, he said, do you mind if I get the goalkeeper to kick me some balls on the pitch on a Friday? Mm -hmm. I said, no, I don't mind. So I watched, and the, he get, uh, a goalkeeper. Um, Shaw? No. Cashley? Cashley. He, he got Cash to hit some balls, and he would catch it on his chest or thigh. And before it dropped, he would volley it out to the right wing. With his left foot, my left foot, it's all left foot. <laughs> he didn't yeah. go for that. And it, 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 I just looked at him and thought, unbelievable. Man. Yeah. Just to back that up, Ron Greenwood brought down the international team for, uh, I think, Tony Collins' testimony. Mm -hmm. And after he says, I never knew Norman Hunter had so much skill in terms of playing. Oh, he, he, he could play, couldn't uh, he? Oh. He, he scored a few cracking goals as well he, with free yeah. kicks, didn't he? He yeah. lost one. I remember one, one his boot go. flew off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know who that was against. You brought Chris Garland back to the club as well. Yeah. 
Um, that was sort of a, although saying that, yeah, no, sorry, Chris, that's right, Chris came back. Chris came back and it was his goals against Man United, Leeds and Liverpool, the last three home games of the season, that without them, that's right. we would have been, the Coventry game would have been yeah. immaterial, that's wouldn't right, it? That's right, yeah. But the, staying with Chris on the Coventry game, when, because Jimmy Hill was in the director's box and suddenly he rung by me and went down and raced down the touchline to tell the box to put up the score of Everton. Everton 2, Sunderland, I think, nil. Yeah. And uh, that meant we could just play a draw. We'd, we'd, mind you, we were losing 2-0 at half. You time. were, yeah. And we had... I tell you, if it, was, if it was left on a even skill, I think we would have won because we were pressing. Yeah. And we met, and missed one, but went by the back post by mm. about a foot, and that would have made it three-two to us. Yeah. But anyway, this, Jimmy came back says the silly buggers didn't put it up early enough. I told them if the score was because like, it was it was fifteen minutes late kicking off as well, which oh, was yeah, critical. Yeah. Well, well, that changed that changed everyone to. You must play now at three o'clock. Here it's yeah, London. yeah. And the police did come in and said, you know, we had crowd so, trouble. We said the Bristol City. There was there's so many outside that, and that you could hear the crowd getting exciting, you know. So they said, "Do you mind?" I said, "I don't mind." And um, <laughs> it was called a called called a I think we kicked off, didn't we? Yeah, there. yeah, made the difference. And were the celebrations that night on a par with? The celebrations of promotion a year. Yeah, earlier. yeah. I guess they must have been. Oh, we were. Yeah, we went. We we went for one. Where did we go? Uh, West Brom. Not from Coventry. We, we, a hotel we knew where we could drink champagne and all the rest of it. Yeah. So I bought a few bottles. Well, not me. The club would do. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yes, we did. Celebrate. So, so put it that way. We did celebrate. You did celebrate know. that. And yet, and and there you were. You retained your first division status, which would be, yeah, yeah these days, excellent to do. You with know, a, with a few million pounds. With a few few million pounds. Um, sadly, Harry had passed away. Robert Hobbs had taken over for a period, and Robert got ousted fairly quickly, which was well within about eighteen months of Harry uh, passing. I think Robert Hobbs a different character to Harry, and his departure. Do you think that? precipitated some of the issues that were to happen later on because oh, Robert yeah. was a businessman wasn't he oh Robert was very good mm. you know he supported everything we I put to him through all the football knowledge that we had within the background of the club you know mm. well my team was really Tony Collins John Silly had gone by then mm. and uh, Ken Wimshurst uh, and so it was really Tony and I then doing most yeah. of which he was really. Tony was without Tony, I don't think we'd have gone up. Right, he's made that much. We've got uh, the Scotch players, yeah, and you talk Sweeney, about Sweeney, Gillis, Gal, Richie. Richie, yeah, four, four, and that was a third of the team. Yep, and you had that Scotch element, which was the wild Scotsman, you mm. know. Which the Romans didn't like fighting when they talk about it. Yeah, I only say that because I've been watching so many films lately, <laughs> <laughs> and I like the Centurion and things like that. Yeah, so it's uh, yes, Robert Hobbs to me was, 
Um, no disrespect to Harry, but I, I, I worked very you liked him. I worked well with Robert. I mean, there were times Harry was very aggressive and said, uh, said well, he was only being honest. There's no problem. You know, we were having a bad time through the period it took as it 10 years to really get going. Yeah. Uh, no, not 10 years, uh, eight, nine. Nine, yeah, eight, nine. Seasons. Yeah, eight seasons. Yeah, and so, uh, and of course, we would be doing bit by bit. We we couldn't go out and buy four or five players. No, no. no. So we were changing it bit by bit and bringing on Collier, bringing on... Well, you uh, built the team. I mean, the team grew together. And the next player you bought of significance was... Joe Royal. I mean, he scored 101, 101 appearances. He scored 18 goals, but he got seven of those in his debut and then three on Boxing Day a year later. I mean, what was Joe was at the tail end of his career, but again, a good forward to get. And I guess that was because Chris was injured by then. Yeah, wasn't it? it was. Yeah. And Chris, a Cheesley is injured. Cheesley had been out, but Chris was out as yeah. well, I think. So we got. Uh... <laughs> Funny thing with that one is he got the four goals, which was yeah you, you couldn't believe. I mean, it was a, you know on his what, debut. What, yeah. what a what, what a great manager I am. <laughs> I know we didn't say that, but that's you feel you feel that, don't you? And so we walked into the dressing room after the four goal, and uh, Jerry Sweeney got down on his knees and says, "The Messiah has arrived. The Messiah has arrived." <laughs> and Joe Ross said, "Oh, stop that!" <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it was really funny, though, though, in a nice way. Yeah, no, he was good. But then he never scored a goal for 17 games, I think. Was I it? know. No, it was ridiculous. And then the following year, which was our best season, because we were top seven for about three, just on seventh, I remember looking out the other week, seventh from the end of November till February. Um, by that time, I guess you have players like, Kevin Mabbott breaking into the side yes, as well. Right. Now, he was the early version of a Jack Grealish and all these youngsters today. Right, yeah. Flashy car and Franklin. Yeah, he got, got hat trick that season. It was that 78-79 season. Yeah, it was... Uh, well, the players that we brought through, you know, Mary Collier. Uh, I don't know if I introduced Mary Collier. Yeah, 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 you did. did yeah, I tail end of 68 season. Yeah. Um, so they were... Quarter of Keith Fear, uh, Trevor Tainton. Trevor, of course, yeah. Um, Goalkeeper Ray, because you converted him, didn't you? To yeah, well, that was funny. The John Silly took the reserves away, or youth. I can't remember which team. It was a team, and he came. I said, "I found a goalkeeper." Alan. I said, well, "What do you mean?" <laughs> he said, "Well, Joe Bloggs, I can't remember who it was. Couldn't play. He was injured." So I, I said, who, who could play in goal? I said, Ray Keshe said, I will. And he said, he stopped everything. Mm. He had big, strong hands. Yeah. Strong. And uh, I said, oh. So after a while, we, we went, right, we give him a pro contract. <laughs> Are you the one, Peter? Tell me, is the one player that you almost signed when you were Bristol City manager that would make people go, wow, or really? We'd moved into the first division at this stage, and uh, we got Norman Hunter. And suddenly, the scout from the Midlands said, I was speaking with Brian Robson, and he wants to move to move on. So I said, OK. From West Brom. Yep. From West Brom. So I... I said, oh, can you make an arrangement to meet him? So he said, yeah. 
why don't you meet him halfway down the M5 at the whatever that first one out of Bristol? Not the first one, the second one. Strengthen, probably. Where you go down to Wales. Yeah, Strengthen Services. So we met there, talked. He said, I'll think about it. I talked about everything with him. In a way, I was getting quite confident we might get him, but eventually he rang up and said, no, because Manchester United had come in and been involved. Yeah. So that was one that we nearly got, but didn't. And uh, would arrival Jerry Gary, maybe, or did you see the two playing oh, alongside no, each together, other? Together, yeah. You, you know, you need, in, in that midfield, you need the energy and the... Uh, and Jerry could play too. He wasn't just a... Uh, he was like Norman. He was aggression and he showed that. But he also showed the football side. Yeah. And he scored because he had one year and he got double figures, didn't he? He got 13, well, one year. tell you, uh, after the Arsenal game, where we won one nil, <laughs> we can finish on it. He says, hey, boss, it, I believe I didn't play at Arsenal. I said, what's, what do you mean? He said, I'm never in the, I'm never in the game on the television. <laughs> <laughs> He's Brilliant. Said, uh, he's, but he, he does, he did the job. I always remember, I said, you, what are you talking about? You know, and he, but he smiled and laughed. But he's, Fantastic it, story. It, mainly in the clips afterwards that they showed, they didn't show, it was Tom Ritchie or yeah. uh, this and that. Fantastic. Oh. Did very well for us. So 79-80, the last of the four seasons, I can remember back then losing Norman, I'm speaking as a fan looking back, and I've read the book, various books. You did try to keep Norman, didn't you? Yeah, sure. And what, why? Because could you not have offered him, co- or maybe you did offer him a coaching role or something like that? Why no, did he no, leave? No, I, I didn't because he made it so clear. He says, whatever you say, I'm not interested because I want to go back and work with Barnes. Was it Barnsley? Yes. Right? Yeah. And uh, my wife is not, you know, that's all right. She wife wanted to go back. That was like Fitzpatrick, his wife. Couldn't stand living in Bristol. I don't know why. Tony Fitzpatrick, the yeah. one that you signed, yeah. I mean, you couldn't believe that when he said that to me because it's such a lovely town. What well, I think it is. Well, and a lot of players have ended up. Look at Joe Joe Jordan. Yeah. You know, he came down here twenty five years ago. Thirty thirty five years. Eighty seven. He's still here. Yeah. So, because and so you lost Norman, and you signed. It was a funny summer that you lost Norman. You signed Tony Fitzpatrick for two hundred and fifty k. What was the rationale for him? Because we still had Jerry and Jerry Gow in, in midfield. What was what was? Yeah, it was because I, I, Jimmy Mann and uh, Trevor Tatum were were the other midfield players, and I felt we could just enhance that a bit with yeah. someone like Fitzpatrick. And that was decent. That was that was big money back then, well, wasn't it? Well, we'd had the money for. Collier, weren't we? Of course, yeah. 350,000. I flew back from Sweden. Tell us about the Collier thing, because that's one that sparked Well, Collier Collier came to see me on the Monday morning at nine o'clock to get his cup final ticket. Yeah. And this is end of 79 season, so about May 79. So I said, gave him a ticket. I said, Gary, just be aware that the FA are taking all the numbers of the tickets because they're trying to stop people flogging, stop them, selling them on the, uh, with the through the spivs or whatever. Like yeah. And so I said, just be aware. So okay. So he paid for it, went up. 11.30, I got a call from the 
company's manager saying, hello, Alan, I've got Gary Collier here. I said, pardon? Yeah, he says, he's going to sign for us. And I, you know, I mean, you, your mind now is going all over mm. the shop looking. And I thought, I said, can you put Gary back on the phone? He said, no, he doesn't want to speak to you. I mean, Gary was never like that, but when you had a situation like that, and in fairness, John Sillett would have done it all because he was so close to the players outside, but, he, you know, Gary Collier, all the players, because they come up through the youth team and John took it at one stage. Yeah. So John was at Coventry by then, uh, yeah, John yeah, Sillett. Yeah. Right. So... Uh, and it was freedom of contract, yeah? That was the first year. The first one. So he could sign. Did we get a fee for it? No, we did. We, well, we got 350. 350. So even though... They were, they were a long time paying it because right. I think in 82 they still owed money. All right. I think, or didn't I so he could choose where he went, but the club still got a fee then. Oh, yeah. Back yeah, then, which yeah. is a bit different now because, like, um, when, club Fama- it, when, Famara, when Famara left us, his contract had run out, we didn't get... Anything for him, but okay. So we got three fifty, which is how you went out and bought Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I just straight away. I thought with that money, you know, we we, we strengthen the midfield because of, yeah. To me, the midfield creates a team too. Yeah, you know, they're the engine room really, where they can mm. control it, they can hold it up, or mm. good on good midfield players. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, because he was a little bat. He was a little battler, Tony Fitzpatrick. Yeah. But you know, um, he captained the Fitzsimmons Mirror. And who we beat in the Anglo Scottish Cup, yeah, that was funny with Alex Ferguson. Tell he us about that. You, he said, You took my uh, captain and you beat us in the Scottish Cup. You were very lucky. I mean, we whenever I met him, he used to we, we ended up laughing about it in the affair yeah. because he he knew he could remember matches so easily. <laughs> I don't remember them as easy as he did, but he said that, and I said, Yeah. I said, but his wife d- didn't like it, Danny. She said, I oh, know they, they told me. Because mm. he came from that area, didn't he? Yeah, no, that's right. Strong, that's right. Strong. Uh, what a, what a r- r- record he had. Unbelievable, oh, unbelievable. Well, nobody was ever going to no take go. over. Moisey, that was sort of like poison chalice, a bit like when Franco Farrell took over from uh, Matt Busby at yeah. United. You know, you, you stepping into somebody's shoes like no, that. It's so that season, 79, 80. We started okay-ish. Did you want to strengthen the side further by then? Because Robert had gone, so you had a different relationship with people Stephen on Q the board. Stephen Q. Yeah, maybe don't talk Same about Stephen. All. Yeah, all right. No. And, <laughs> that uh, says it all. <laughs> and uh, it was... I mean, to me, you build from the back. Yeah. And sadly, we lost Norman Hunter. Yeah, and Collier. Collier. When you take two players out, yeah, yeah. like four like that, then I. Although you have Rogers and Merritt left as I well. I know, yeah, yeah. 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 But the, I think you say you got a bit rusty or something like that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as smooth as it used to be. And David, unfortunately, hadn't played a lot when we got Norman Hunter. Yeah. Who else did I get? Oh, yeah, he came afterwards, the boy who was in the eight. The, the Ashley got eight, Julian Marshall. Julian Marshall. And, um, yeah. He, I so you needed to build from the back, but you lost your key two defenders. Yeah, I mean, the, well, it doesn't matter who it is, but 
if you build from the back, it's like foundations of a house, isn't it? If you build mm, mm. crappy foundations, the house is going to collapse. Yeah. And then you need the other article next, with goal scorers, because yeah. they can score generally from a lot of mistakes made by defenders. Yeah. Yeah. They have a, 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 a system in their mind where they can read the game, and that's important. Mm. And uh, so that the midfielders then join it all up. You know, they yeah. put it together. And that, unfortunately, today is probably we've got some young players in midfield too. Uh, I Scott. And uh, they they work hard, don't get me wrong, but it, they don't play the right ball at the wrong time. Yeah, the right they're learning. Time. They're learning their craft. That's true. And uh, sadly, let's hope that it's, it is a, yeah. you know, they, they get through this season okay and then go, because yeah. you never, you can't be too sure about anything if you, Collapse too much in this game, you know, you can end up unfortunately in a position. Oh, where three every- points or a win, you can quickly go there. That- back, back to that final season, uh, though, Alan. As you say, you lost your two key players. You signed Fitzpatrick with the money. Were there any players that you wanted to get but missed out on because they wouldn't grant the the money? You know, because you bought, you know, there weren't transfer windows then. So round about. I don't know, November, December yeah, time, be. when it was looking tough, you could have gone out and maybe you wanted to. Well, I loaned players once with the Hill and Wilson. Les Wilson back in 1970. Yeah. They kept us up that year, didn't yeah, they? 71. Especially Hill. He was a Brian Hill player, defender. Steady yeah. player. Yeah. I couldn't get him to stay. I was trying to keep him to yeah. stay at the club. But he used to grind out games and, yeah, yeah. and uh, make it difficult for the opposition. It was yeah. always important. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was back then. So, no, did you consider think, loans in seventy nine, eighty, or just the weren't? Well, players we went abroad then and got a couple of players. Well, you got Percy Anton in the summer yeah. and Gert Meyer. Was it? Yeah, Gert Meyer scored in his first he game. He did. I got you did a Joe Royal on me. Yeah. <laughs> I had a nice one. Yeah, in a nice one. No, yeah, no, no one is. Uh, you know, you you you. you Play it as you find it, but uh, he did score a good goal that day, too. He did, yeah. I think he beat about five players. Yeah, I went towards the tail end of that season. I don't expect you to remember the individual game, but that was it was an Easter game and it was Man City away and they beat us 3 1. And I I can remember coming back from there thinking, bit of a tough ass to get out of it now. There was about three games there. I said, we went down. Well, the the year we went down, 79 80. And then the final game about that, that would be, I remember. Clive Whitehead was playing uh, on the left side, I mm. think. And I said, just make sure you keep the fullback. Whenever we lose it, make sure you get goal side of the fullback, mm. darling. When he came at half time, he only ended up on the right wing, didn't he? <laughs> he was a good player, Clive, wasn't he? Because yeah. he played in a youth team match against Northfield Juniors. And I think you signed him. Yeah, sure. After that. No, John did that. John, John And he was a. John yeah. recognised it and said it. But he was a winger for us and he made his career as a fullback in the end, didn't he? Well, the I, it was coming to the, what, what they're doing these days, modern... Wingback. Wingback. You know, he, when you come out from the back, the worst thing is to see a bad pass played or you see... Yeah. And unfortunately, we've got a few of those going on at the moment. Yeah. They play from memory instead of visual, actual practice, which, yeah. which is look, deliver, move. You know, you... And you deliver well, or you read the game well, uh, or you you're quickly over the ground. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. Speed of mind, as I said, speed of. I had speed of uh, play and legs, but I didn't have speed of over the ground. I used to be caught out a little bit. Our our last match in the the first division was at home against Norwich, and I remember that one because was that the day Justin Fashionu clocked Dave Rogers? Yes, was it right. Yeah, affair that was, wasn't it? That was terrible. Wait. I mean, that was. I mean, it was. Oh. I don't know how to say it, but the, you know, it was intended. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't just bad. he. He intended it, and I'm sure it was probably people saying, "Make sure, yeah, yeah. Bring him up and say, yeah. make sure you don't." Bring and his him. brother did the same to um, the other Mabbott boy, didn't he, Gary Mabbott? A few years after that, do you remember when he caught yeah. him in? Yes, yeah, right. Shattered his cheekbones. Yeah. Well, that was worse than what happened to, to David. What about good career he had? That young man. <sighs> didn't he? What a great player he would have been to have playing well, in our Well, he came, team. you know, to me, and his dad wanted me to sign him. And Gary I, came as a youngster, did he? No, yeah. not, he, oh, he, he didn't play at all for us at all, but he came with his dad while he was at the school. Youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just before he could sign, he was about to sign for Rovers. Yeah. Or signed, did he sign for Rovers yeah, yeah. first? And yeah, I think so. And go down to Torquay afterwards? No, I think Rovers. Oh, it might have been Torquay then. I, yeah. I think Torquay and Rovers. I don't know. Anyway, coming back to that... His dad says, because I'd agreed a contract for Mabba. Gary. Gary. Yeah. And, uh, no, Kevin. 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 Right. And that was all done and settled. He said, the same as what you're giving Kevin and he can sign for him. I said, well, he hasn't done what Kevin's done, you know, with the English school boys and everything else. Uh, well, I don't know if he did or not, but it wasn't the same time. Yeah. He went, it, so Gary was a little younger as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he was about a year or year and a half younger right. or something like that. So sadly, I said no, thinking I've got to go back. And of course, he signed for where he signed for. I don't know. Must have been Rovers, I suppose. Ultimately, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. a combo that would have been, though, the Mabbott brothers. Yeah, playing. well, yeah. That's In fact, Gary advanced in the years, didn't he? He improved kind of. He got, the, yeah, yeah, he got yeah. Better. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he was a good young player, but he became a very good player. Yeah. And, uh, well, Tottenham and England, wasn't player, it? Player, yeah. England, yeah. So the summer of 80, you've got relegated. Um, the opening game of 80 81 season, I think it would be true to say probably six of the side that took you up five, four years previously were there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you contemplate any signings that summer? Because I remember, again, I'm just looking back in the history books, you know, you were confident of coming back at the first attempt, I think it was said at the time, or were they players that were ageing as a group and that was part of the problem? Well, I, I was, you know, they could play. They would not, they, they, you yeah. know, they proved they could do the job. Yeah. So, I mean, Sweeney could still outrun most of the people anywhere. Don Gillis wasn't slow. Or, no. uh, who else did we have? Because uh, Jerry Gow was still still there, still the player, and coming on, uh, Whitehead was getting better. Yeah, and so we we had strengths. Yeah, but they were they were still the players. Yeah. So why change? And the- well, one factor was we didn't get goals because of cheese. Yeah, losing cheese as we did, and. Uh, he, because Cheese would have played for England, I'm sure. Yeah, there was no doubt in my mind. He, he, because I knew the pace he had was. Uh, uh, it was quite a laugh, really, when we trained on a Friday, when we were doing the sprints to 
yeah. to intend sprint cinch. He could outrace anybody. Mm. He could beat everybody over the grass. Mm. And he would get a yard or two you up and he'd start turning around and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> so he was that he was that quick. So as long as we so had he been fit, you wouldn't have had to find successive replacements like no. Joe Royal or Chris or what have you. And as long as we'd been in the first division, he'd have Tom played Richie. for England. He'd have played for England playing for us. He wouldn't have had to go to a bigger club, although he might might have done. And obviously Tom, yeah, that's well, it's, it, it, Tom Ritchie was also playing very well. Too. Yeah. And uh, they were both six foot plus. Yeah. They were, Tom was the biggest. He was taller than cheese. Are you surprised Tom was never picked for Scotland in a major way? Because well, I, he... I, I, I think we were in the West Country. Well, I think we turned West Country. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, 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 not visible. No, yeah. I think they don't. They, mm. You don't become a chap for Scotland. No. So I, I think English players in Scotland don't. There's not many, there's none, I don't think, that's no. ever played up in there. And gone no, so they probably couldn't make their way down here to, do, right. the, to do the watching. No, you, no, Tom Ritchie was a, a good team player. Too. Yeah. He worked. And, I mean, what, what he did off the ball at times was good. Great. Yeah. Um, when it came, it's never nice when people finish. Did you know it was coming? Did you expect to get more well, time? No, we, we had a we, we had a period where... I had a contract sitting on my desk uh, for five years, mm -hmm. and uh, I'd signed it, so you know I was quite happy. You're secure, and uh, then I went to a board meeting. Some of them come under your chooses, I think. And uh, Harry, not Harry, because he wasn't there then. Um, Stephen Q said, mm. so, "Alan, we." Like to move you over to the financial side. I said, "Pardon." Did <laughs> the fine? What are you talking about? I said. He said, "Well, we want to bring in a younger person below you." You, you weren't that, weren't that old anyway, yeah. then, were you? Because you're only early forties, yeah. Yeah, and so well, I late forties, mid forties, thirty-two, I think. Uh, what was I? Came sixty-six. I was born thirty-four. Yeah, I was thirty-two yeah. when I came in. And so 39 would be 45, 46. Yeah, so still young man. Well, yeah. And so I said, pardon? And just listened to him all the way through. And uh, walked out and I said to my wife, I'm, I'm going to, on Monday, we've got another ball ring. I said, I'll let you know on a Monday. What? And the next week. And uh, I said, no, you're, my contract says I was in charge of the football team and everything yeah. else. And I'd gone to my solicitor, in fairness. I didn't do anything without... No, you checked it through. I said, look, they've told me they want to move me away from the football into the finance side. Uh, and I... And it's like pushing you upstairs, basically. Yeah, You'd be a right, modern-day yeah. yeah, director yeah, of football. Right. They'd dress it up. Yeah, that's right. well, that's right. But no, I wasn't in, even involved in that. They wanted me right out of Just it. Just to... Like, Right out of it. Yeah, there was no reason. And did you say, know if they had somebody in mind no, at that I didn't, time? I, didn't, I, didn't. Never. I now started to be concerned about the financial side because I had a five-year contract. Yeah, it? yeah. So I went to them. And they thought, I think, that I would want to stay with the five-year contract. I got. They said the contract can Still honoured. So I'm not, I wasn't being unfair, but I just went to the director's um, solicitor and said, well, do, would this stand up in a court situation, you know, Lord, and they said yes. Yeah. So I walked on the Monday morning. I mean, I said, "Gentlemen, 
I, I cannot, I, mean, I can't accept your job as being X and you've broken my contract and, and I shall leave. And, I yeah. left. and did they pay you honourably in the manner that they should well, do? No, that's when the money, that's... That's when it all got... Yeah, before. I mean, the five-year contract, I, I took half the money. I'd before, before okay. they, were, I, they, they would say, we can't pay that. I said, I tell you what, I'll take half the... Total, Clean break. And, and which was about 50,000 by then. So... Uh, but you took a clean break and that I was took it. the break because I thought, you know, you can't do that. And the mm. way they did it wasn't very... No, no. But then it wasn't probably Robert or Harry would have done it differently. Yeah, no, Stephen they weren't there. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. They'd gone. But gone. if it had been them, it would have been managed better. And yeah. by then, the club... Well, Graham Griffiths had gone too, another... Group. Right. He was okay. a very solid director. Alan, the long-term contracts, as a, I understand why you would do it, and, you know, you get the best for your team with the board. And if the board, if anybody's accountable for handing out those contracts, it's the board because they approve well, no, the Well, I pushed it out of them. You pushed. But the... And how many players actually sign long-term? Because the only one that I can think of is Clive, who had... The, that, that's the one that I think of. Was well, it several or... Because some of them were getting older. Yeah. I Therefore, you're not going to give everybody a 10-year contract. Clive was only 23. And what I did, I did yeah. all to 35. All to 35, right. Because the uh, union or whatever it is... PFA. The pensions... Or no, PFA. The, pension, the Football League pension scheme, mm. which they could take at 35, mm. uh, would give them money. So right. I, thought, I thought, well, if we take them to 35, we'll keep the players and then they go straight into money from coming yeah. from the Premier League from the pensions. So uh, that's the way I did it. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was sad because, but also the money was being used up in other ways. That, uh, oh, well documented in the various articles in the wake of all this Ashton Gate 8 stuff recently and what have you. Um, was, when I said the board, you pushed for it, but should the board, again, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Should the board have said, well, if we get relegated, it drops down to a certain amount because that's what is the floor in giving them the contracts. Yeah, yeah. if it get if they get relegated, it drops down. I think right? well, when when uh, I signed the when I agreed the contract, I used to, I used to do all the contracts as well, and then put it to the board. Mm. And uh, if we went up, we got thirty. I don't know, it's thirty pounds more. Because we're talking about the 50, 50 pounds. We weren't talking about mammoth potatoes they're talking about now. Uh, and if we went down, they'd lose 30, 30 pounds or something. Okay. Same. So, so we, there was a relegation oh, yeah, there, clause. There, 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 there was a promotional clause. Yeah. Uh, what it was now, I can't, I can't just put my finger on it. In, yeah. In mind. But but it but it is it is what it is. I've got here this book. This is called The Four Seasons. I'm sure you read it. And we've covered most of your memories and memorable games, what have you. Best City Eleven almost speaks for itself. This is you, you wrote this a few years ago. Cashley. Yeah. So Cashley ahead of Shaw, because he was your other goalkeeper. Yeah, I, well, Shaw was taller, but Ray was committed and strong, powerful. Yes. Yeah. You know, he couldn't be knocked out of the way easily. Yeah. And it, and I my played, I would say, yeah, no problem. And then reading through, Sweeney picks himself, Sweeney, doesn't he? I could play anywhere from the midfield to the back. Yeah, yeah. Clive? Clive uh, was 
at times you think, oh, you know, you 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 were his football side brain at times went to sleep, but he had great personal skills. He yeah. could take people on and get by yeah. people. And you got him there as the, as the number three. And then it re- uh, what players these are, Jerry Gow, my favourite player ever, never to be beaten. Yeah, your, right. your, if you had to pick one player that... Put it this way, he would go on a team sheet first. Every time. Collier for his class. He was. Norman. Goes without saying. Trevor, unsung hero? Oh, yeah, he was a strong player. Very, mm. uh, like Jimmy Mann and people like that. You know, they were very close, Jimmy Mann and him. But I think I played Tayton very, very... Most of the games. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy Ritchie, Cheesley, goes out saying. Bobby Kellard, not here long, but made that much of an impression. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I knew him from, you said, from a kid when I was at Southend. Jer- and Jerry Sharp, who we talked about earlier, great player. And then Subs, Cormac, yeah. John Galley, Kevin Mabbott, Jimmy Merrick. Alan Skirton, now there's a name that we haven't that mentioned. That was quick. He was quick. Yeah. Powerful. Well, put, no, no. He was powerful in his running. Yeah. I always remember him where he played a ball down the inside of the fullback, then ran out on the track and went round the outside and got still beat him to the ball. Yeah. And I'm just looking through here. Uh, what was it? Best goal you ever scored? Chelsea versus Luton at Kenilworth Road. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's the only one I did score for Chelsea. Uh, so... So what do you remember about that then? Because it was the only one you scored. Well, we got, well it got us a draw. I always remember uh, we used to get four pound for a win and two pound for a draw. Yeah. And so we we they all say, "Well done, honey. You got you you earned us two quid there." It was one yeah. nil down, and we uh, I just hit a came onto a ball outside the box and hit it very well, and it's gone in the corner. Fantastic. Because all the business about he's picked out the corner well. All you're trying to do is hit the target. Is yeah. you, you, and you can, if you've got a side foot, then you are placing it. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. But generally, yeah. most of it, any striker is working to hit the target. Yeah. Yeah. You've got here um, most uh, best manager, obviously, Jimmy. But interestingly, the um, most um, turning point of your career, the advice of Ron Greenwood to go get your badges and get your qualifications at age 22. Is that yeah, still yeah, your yeah. still your uh, abiding memory? So let's take it out to the present, Alan. Um, here we are. This is the longest spell we've had in the championship since, well, the championship, Division Two, since you were in charge and you got there after eight years to the very top. It looks like we're going to stay up this season, courtesy of a few clubs having points deductions. Um, what are your thoughts on the current Bristol City side? Because it's good to see some youngsters coming through. Well, it's always good for the youngsters to come through. And not only that, the system they put together, or the... It's all right. Um, sorry, what was that? We were talking about? Yeah, so I'll ask the question again. Um, let's take it back up to the present. The way City are playing at the moment, some good youngsters coming through. But, you know, we've had a few seasons at home where the home performances haven't inspired the crowd. Do you think we're close to making the top six or do you think this is a critical let's, summer let's coming start from the way I think about Go the on. game. One, goalkeepers are not out players. Right. And we start off with players now playing from the back. 
-hmm. And I think that it's so slow in trying to get where you've got to play the ball mostly is in the, in the attacking last third, where the messes all show their skills. And I'm not saying we've got, you, no. you need messes all the time, but you've got to have, got, it's like when you see so many shoot there and people block the shots. Mm. Certainly some of them can just all keep doing that and get the guy making, and then check him back and coming mm. and playing and then playing, playing another pass to get a, you know, you shoot whenever you can, obviously, when it's comfortable in the in a range of 30 yards. You know, you, you, you're kind of 10 yards outside the box is about the furthest you can hope to beat goalkeepers mm. these days. Even yeah. with the balls swinging around like they yeah, do, because yeah, the balls always, are yeah. a bit more lighter than when they When you see them hit a ball from left back to outside right, when we played, when I played with, and you had the old lace on the ball and the ball got wet and heavy, to, to cross the ball and reach the middle of the field, you've done well. You've done well, yeah. <laughs> and when you edit it, it was like you see the Mickey Mouse and cats where the cat yeah. starts to wobble. Yeah. And, go, yeah. And, and, and it's interesting with headers, they're talking about banning heading from football. You can't, because ban, it. You can't, ban, can't it. ban it. I tell you what, if you take a system, that, well, now let's look on Saturday. I think I counted six consecutive headers mm. where one's headed it up, another's headed it up. So mm. now that someone else gets to it, then he bounces and bounces up. They came in and headed, and there were six times they headed the ball mm. without anyone using their feet. And so you, you can't, you can't, despite all this stuff about brain well, damage and I, all the rest I, I of mean, it. That is, that is a terrible tragedy. But mm. we, we hope that well, you hope that all medical medical problems are because Jeff Astle is a player that is widely credited because he was a. Major header of the ball, yeah, so that was part right. of his game. Well, so was Joe Chris Garman. He was, yeah, he did a lot. Course, yeah, yeah, he did a lot with it. But you can you, you talk about not heading the ball? Well, you can't. You can't use football. I mean, the game is there. The public have a problem if they're not football minded. When you they read something like that, they would all agree that mm. you should stop it. I, I don't like that step that. But in the game, you can't do without heading the ball. No. I mean, we lost a goal. The second goal on Saturday was headed from a corner. Yeah. We've lost this the Queen's Park Rangers game in the last few minutes with a head on the near post. Yeah. That same same type of goal, actually. Yeah. <coughs> and there's another one too, I can't remember. Anyway, you you know, you I Bluntly, no, you can't do it without heading in the yeah. game. A, and the thing I was about to say was, it would be interesting to know how many people get Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah. Not playing football. Yeah. How many go to hospital with a... And how many get it from the football? Yeah. Because you pull Jeff Astor, which is sad. I mean, yeah, I agree. The, the families must be very... Concerned that that was the problem that caused it. I'm not knocking that, uh, but you can't you, you can't do with that. What you're saying, it could happen anyway, and it's just easy to put a label on it. Being coaching mm. and you know, co and sh people showing I me, mean, I was got Joe Raw, and I said, Joe, let's do this exercise. I said, you're running back. I'm going to throw a ball, and you got to head it back to the far post. So he'd run back to the po post there that. And then I throw the ball in and he'd head it back to the far post. And I said, you've got to start to go back and then use the crook. And another, I used to get people to lay on their stomachs 
and come up and hit the ball because they have to pick themselves up to hit the ball. You know, you, you, if you're laying flat and you want to pick, you're going to lift your back and use your back and everything. Yeah. And that to get the to get more power, you have to get back and as you get up, you, you start to. It's not easy to describe without working. Well, I think that goal that Chris Garland scored against Liverpool at the far end, it was horizontal when he headed it, wasn't yeah. it? The, yeah. The winner. Oh, <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, they're brilliant. When you see it, it's so exciting yeah. to, and it's so much a part yeah. of scoring goals. Yeah. What's been your most, because you're a regular at Ashton Gate, as you say, you were there at the weekend. What's been your most memorable game? Since you finished as manager, I'm saying that. I, I, well, it, I always think that you, you take Manchester United. You yeah, know, I was going to obvious one. When, when really? uh, the lads got, uh, who got the goal that mattered in that one? Midfield player was it? No, uh, Joe Bryan scored first, and Corey Smith got the win. Corey Smith, yeah, because he didn't get many many goals. No, he didn't. Where is he now? Swansea. Or he is. Yes, he is. And so he uh, in that, that that game actually. That's what we're talking about. And, because Brian, to me, if I'd have been managed, I would have done a Clive Whitehead with him. I would have not put him back. I would, from back, I'd have played him up front. Would you? Because he's that. Because he had left and right foot. He can go yeah. there. And he had the best vertical jump out of all of the players I've seen at Bristol for a long time. And he would get up and get balls in the air. Yeah. And... Uh, 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 the other parts of his games may be letting him down. I don't know. I've not seen him for ages. And uh, it was classy player, and he was a player for the big occasion because he got the first goal against United. Then he got the two goals that got Fulham. Uh, Fulham up, 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 up and what up were left and right foot. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he, he he could out jump. That was a brilliance. He could he could, he would t- do the timing and he could do a vertical jump and add an extra kind of six inches yeah. for a foot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's. And we, I guess, you were at Wembley in two thousand and eight when uh, that was a worldy goal that Windass scored, wasn't it? The Beatles. Oh, that yeah. was tragic. Oh, yeah, was, uh, yeah. My wife sadly she's passed away now, but uh, she she just kept looking around Wembley. She says it's nice, isn't it? Because <laughs> she didn't go to many matches. But uh, do you think? Do you think just just to finish? Do you think we're some distance from achieving what you achieved, Alan, or do you like me? Well, it, still live in hope that. Even if it's only for one season, well, know, four would be great. You've got you've got to get you've got to get the side right. Put it start again. You've got to get the club right mm. from top to bottom because mm. it's all should be moving in the same direction. And I believe at times it's not happened that the club, the, you know, you've had things branching off or mm. people doing their one-off things which look good and then break down and not, don't materialise. But the overall thing is getting your club right. And I think uh, they're doing that. They've just brought in Bobby Gould's son and he seems to be doing a good job. Yeah, yeah sensible. Man. And uh, uh, which certainly... Uh, so, um, yeah, it's... And Nigel's got the track record to, to do it. And these days we live in a period where time is always in short supply, but given time, I still think he's well, capable he's, of he's, doing he, it. He's got a physical presence. Yeah. He's got a, obviously, football mind. Yeah. He did it. He was doing it at Leicester when he uh, unfortunately left and left it open for the other lad who came out. Of course. It was Ranieri. Yeah. Ranieri. You know, he picked it up and, of course, he ran with the ball better, not better than 
because it's already going. But uh, he that, built that side, yeah, yeah. And Vardy and people like that who went there were people that they scores and he's still scoring. Yeah, goal scorers are so important. You know. Yeah, which we don't see have. Alan but Martin today is the other one that we got. Uh, you know, his experience is the thing that he's taken. He scored some good goals actually. You know. He, yeah. But on the other hand, he looks to be. I know what you're saying. You don't need to say it because that's probably what I would just say. So I don't want to draw you in that. Saying that, Andy Vyman, he's having the best season of his career yeah, goal scoring sure. wise, isn't he? Yeah. Which is really good. So there's some good stuff down oh, there. Oh no, and Martin Martin can play. I mean, just, yeah. he, 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 I, I think he. I won't say anymore. Yeah. No, but I think I think Chris Martin can play, as you say, but he probably can do 70 minutes once a week and be effective. Yeah. He should really have another big man up there now but you know that's a bone of contention Alan it's uh, it's been a pleasure I heard a robin this morning I'm feeling happy today gonna put my cares in a whistle blow them all away what if I've been unlucky really I ain't got a thing there's a time I always feel happy as happy as a king when the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robins are bob, bob, bobbing along. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.